we don't have to tell you that it's been another challenging year with lots of tough news and changes and uncertainty. Launching this podcast has been a bright spot for us, and we hope it has been for you too, bringing you a little joy or escape in the way only a really good book can. If you're able, help us continue to bring you these conversations in the year to come. Just visit donate.npr.org to give to your local NPR station today. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. Remember being a teenager? Oh boy, that sucked, dude. Just constantly trying on different identities, always scared of being called out for being a poser, seeing everyone else seem to fit in just fine except for you. It's awful to live through, but it can also be really funny to look back on, which is what Huda Fami does in her new graphic novel. The brilliantly titled Huda FRU is a fictionalized memoir about her life growing up in Dearborn, Michigan, trying to figure out who she is. And as she tells NPR Scott Simon in this interview, a lot of that just involved feeling like a fraud. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu with Black Twitter, A People's History from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, Black Twitter, A People's History tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. Support for NPR comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. Who the F are you? Is the title of a new graphic novel by Huda Fami. It seems posed by the author's own life growing up in Dearborn, Michigan, and Hudafami also writes the comic, Yes, I'm Hot in This, on Instagram, joins us now from Houston. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, who the F are you? What does your mother think of this title? <laughs> uh, well, first, thank you for having me, Scott. Um, she she hates it. Uh, she's like, does that, does that have to be the title? Why would you do that to your name? Your name is so beautiful. And I'm like, you did that to my name. You named me this, and uh, so it was. It was just, you know, it was pretty funny. But, oh. but she's okay with it. She's fine now. Tell us about the family at this book. Uh, it's a big family. It includes what you call a girl band of sisters. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, this is a fictionalized memoir, uh, so there are bits and pieces definitely that are based on uh, my life, and that does include uh, growing up with four sisters, um, which I think is just um, so much fun and on its own. And of course, there are the downsides to it growing up that I can now appreciate as fun moments uh, as an adult. Yeah. Huda's family moves to Dearborn, Michigan, and, and she goes from standing out among her classmates as uh, a young girl in a hijab to one of hundreds or even thousands of girls in, in her high school who wear the hijab. What, what does that do to how Huda sees herself? You know, I think... Uh, she realizes, and it comes to this very important realization that her hijab, uh, she's been letting other people really use her hijab to define her. And so she kind of internalized that as well. And she realized that that could no longer be the case, that she couldn't just let this this cloth, even though it is very important to her life and is very important to her beliefs, it is not the only thing about her that makes her who she is. Her classmates, they're girls from so many Muslim families there, and they 
they, you know, as as youngsters at that age do, they form various uh, high school cliques. They are the athletes. They're the gamers. Uh, there are the fashionistas. Um, do, does Huda feel a pressure to join up? You know, she's so unsure. She just doesn't know um, enough about anything or about herself. And she's just, she feels a, a lot like a fraud. And so, you know, she thinks maybe if I try out every, you know, little bit of each, get a taste, but if she's interested in any of those things or not. And at this point, I think it's just trying to survive um, high school. Well, well, you mentioned she feels like a fraud. Why would she feel like a fraud? You know, it's such a, it's a strange phenomenon that as I grew up, I realized, okay, it's not unique to just me that a lot of young people and even into adulthood feel this way um, in that not knowing at all who you are and trying to like almost fake conversations just to fit in, just to feel like you belong. And, but you don't really know if you like this thing. And it's, you know, it's, it's confusing yeah. and it's, you know, it's just part of this uh, trying to figure out who you are, what, you know, your identity is and in the process feeling like, oh man, I don't know who I am. Um, what, what moves Huda to decide to look into the faith of her family more closely than she had before, do you think? Oh, very much that her, her mom's annual kind of making her, you know, bond with her sisters is kind of, she can't escape it. She realizes that, you know, this is something that, you know, her family is something that's important to her. She realizes that her faith is something that's very important to her and, um, she doesn't want it because her mom is telling her. And I think it took Huda a while, but she, you know, she slowly kind of began to realize that it is something that is important to her as well. It's not just that it's her mom that's also telling her, hey, your family's important. Hey, your faith's important. Yeah. Um, even though Huda goes to high school with so many students who are also from Muslim families, there is an awful lot of ignorance that she runs into about Islam. Yeah. And that, that, puts her in a difficult spot, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's very difficult to for me to write a story about a high school experience without, unfortunately, talking about um, Islamophobia or, or run-ins with, with prejudice and how it feels to be, you know, targeted. You know, I grew up when the attacks happened on 9-11, and unfortunately, the Islamophobia still exists. You know, it's, you know, how Huda handles it, um, it makes her question, you know, is this even a, am I, is this even an aggression towards me? Is this even am I am I making this up? Am I too sensitive? And these are very common feelings that uh, kids have, that adults have when they experience racism or or prejudice or hate. Um, and I hope that if you know if they do feel that and they read this book, that they'll feel the strength and the confidence to be like, you know, do not second guess yourself. Like you you get that feeling, you have that gut feeling, you. You you know what it's like to to be uh, marginalized. You know what it's like. You know what it feels like, and uh, and you should definitely speak up and do something about it, and, or at the very least, know that it's wrong. I understand you have two young sons. What what are your hopes for them when they do read the book and just growing up there in Houston? I know it'll be uh, probably easier for my sons because they're not visibly Muslim. And so what I hope that when they read this, um, that they'll know that, you know, 
these women who wear hijab, these girls who they're going to see who wear hijab or who are visibly just very different than the mainstream, that they feel that empathy and that compassion um, to understand seeing it from their point of view, from having, you know, in their hearts to, to just kind of build that understanding that, oh, they might be going through these really tough times, even more so than what I am, or that their experiences are definitely different than what I'm going through. And I hope that they can stand against injustice and stand against unfortunate instances if they see them. Udafami's new comic. I got to tell you, I enjoy saying the title, Who the F are you? (laughs) (laughs) Regards to your mother, though. I think we all understand her red. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening, and remember, visit donate.npr.org to support your local NPR station today. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash NPR. When voters talk during an election season, we listen. We ask questions, we follow up, and we bring you along to hear what we learned. Get closer to the issues, the people, and your vote at the NPR Elections Hub. Visit npr.org slash elections.